Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Ty has survived Hurricane Ian. Uh, kind of got a little bit of the outskirts, but Ty, how are you feeling after dealing with the wind and rain for the last few days? Uh, you know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary down here in sunny Florida. That, it's funny because people are like, yo, how are you doing now? Like the day I got my power back, I lost for about 30 hours, 24 hours, something like that. Uh, yeah, I slept like 15 of those hours, which was just insane. But, um, it was like the nicest day ever the next day. It's 75, breezy, sunny, just beautiful out with debris everywhere in the, in the on the ground. It's just kind of funny how See, it works down there. I here. mean, a couple of places down there got beat up, and it's that thing is beating up South Carolina all all up and down the coast right now. So God yeah, bless anyone Myers, going through that shit right now. Uh, shout out to Tone. He's in Myrtle Beach right now. They're getting absolutely fucking swamped. So thanks. Way to way to plan a way to plan a trip for the wrong the wrong weekend. Yeah, talk about bad luck. Uh, but uh, shout out to everyone out there who's dealing with that right now. We are here to talk about the UFC this weekend. We have a card again this weekend, Ty. It was last weekend was tough. Next weekend again will be tough because we don't have a card to discuss. But this weekend we will we will cherish it. We were supposed to have, I think, 13 fights. We had one taken off from us. Uh, shout out to Tabitha Ritchie. You will have to check her Instagram if you want to see her uh, perform this weekend. I really want to see her fight, man. She she really knows how to like explode through the D. You know, use her and just explode through the holes, really, and just get the takedowns. Uh, single leg, double leg. Uh, you know, baby she's shark. A very exciting fighter, baby shark. Baby shark is Terrible. no joke, but. In all seriousness, we are here. We we have a whole card to discuss. Uh, it is Mackenzie Dern. It is Yan Xiaonan. Uh, this is not exactly a uh, electric main event, you could say. Uh, this is one of the slower cards, and it is going to be pretty slow up until UFC 280 from Abu Dhabi. But Ty, I guess I will let you lead off here and just let you discuss what – I mean – what are your thoughts on the card overall before we just specifically get into the main event? Um, yeah, it's it's nothing special. Um, I do like I do like the main card though. I think the main card's gonna be interesting. Mike Davis coming back, pretty exciting fighter. He just seems like he never fights. Um, interesting to see what happens with Daniel Santos. Uh, I don't think he's great. I think John Castaneda kind of stinks, but um, Santos did lose in his UFC debut. But it was, it was a tough debut, so we'll see what he's got. Uh, my boy Sadiq Yusuf's back. Uh, should have been a much tougher fight, but I guess he's got a layup. Uh, Trevin Jones, I, I, Trevin Jones, we'll see what he does. He's very inconsistent. Sometimes looks great. Sometimes yeah, looks man. like a regional scene guy. Randy Brown's always fun, but he's another one kind of Rude inconsistent. Boy. Rude boy taking on Masseron Duba, great nickname. He's like fifty-five years old, but um, he still he still performs pretty well. And then my girl Mackenzie Brazilian Dern. We'll see what her accent's looking like after she gets this W. Yeah, it's uh, very odd when you follow the uh, history of her accent. Uh, how American she sounded, now she is completely Brazilian again. Needs a, needed a translator that one time. I mean, what yeah, are we doing? Yeah, that was interesting. Like, how about like that guy uh, when the dude was like get translating for Joe, to Joe Rogan? And Joe Rogan's like, "Bro, I was just talking to you like three seconds ago." He's like, "I mess with you, Joe." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What?" 
The fuck are you, <laughs> talking? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Who was that? Was that what's the name? Uh, the brother of um, was it Bostrot? Nah, I don't remember. It wasn't that long ago, right? I know. I thought it was either Bostrot or um, oh, I don't. I really do the, not remember. One of those it. It'll take me so long to figure it out. To have to go through the last pay per view. I mean, it is just one of the pay per view cards you'd have to figure out. But Mackenzie Dern. Jan Zelnan, listen, when it comes down to handicapping this fight or breaking it down or telling you what I think, this is, to me, the easiest one on the card that I'm going to. I I can't tell you. No, I am going to tell you. I think this is pretty uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion. I don't think Jan has what it takes to to last against Dern on the ground. I saw all I needed to see in that Carlos Sparza fight, and that was a little over a year ago. I don't know how much of a stride she could have taken. Now, maybe she's able to keep this standing. She was in a close fight against Marina Rodriguez. But I just, in a five-round uh, affair, Mackenzie Dern was just in a five-round fight against Marina Rodriguez, and she was able to, I mean, she wasn't as close as uh, Mackenzie, or I'm sorry, uh, as Yan Nam was, but I don't know. I just don't like, I mean, her getting crucifixed, getting beat to smithereens, on the ground by Carlos Barza, the Cookie Monster, who is no joke on the ground, but ne- neither is Mackenzie Dern. Her ground game is uh, amongst the best in all of mixed martial arts. You you would agree, right? I mean, that's not that's not Absolutely. a crazy statement to say, men or women. Uh, I'm just gonna go Mackenzie Dern inside the distance minus one twenty. Uh, lock that in because I think submission is minus one ten, so I, it's not that much of a difference. I'll just take the off chance that she. KOs or something like that, but uh, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't really see much path to victory for Jan Zanon other than keeping it standing and going the distance where they're kind of in the way Marina Rodriguez did, but she's not the striker Marina Rodriguez is, so. Yeah, I agree here. I think she probably gets it done. I feel like I always have high expectations for Dern. She kind of lets me down sometimes. Uh, I thought she was going to get Tisha out of there. The Marina fight was not what I thought. Um, we'll see. I think she should be able to get like a arm bar or rear naked choke. One of her two go tos here. Uh, her takedown offense is just. I mean, she, I think she has like a nine percent takedown percentage, which is you know just pathetic. But that's she's not a wrestler, so I do think she has a striking disadvantage. She does hit hard, and she is slowly getting better. But um, she's also, I think, five five years younger. Um, Jan doesn't have good takedown defense, so I feel like you know. Mackenzie Dern should be should be able to get something here, you know, just on accident. But we'll see. We'll see if it's gonna be a five rounder. I think that should be enough time for her to find something, you know. Um, so yeah, give me Dern, uh, give me armbar or something. Yeah. So what are you locking in here? You want to go submission? Or you yeah, let me look up. Because that, that was the thing that kind of stopped me. Because obviously it will probably be submission if it is inside the distance. But I saw Dern submissions minus one twenty on here. I'm sorry, inside the distance is 120. Submission is minus 110, you know? So it's like you're not really getting much value on just the submission, you know? Like you're losing like a, a, a 10 cents on your bet or something, you know? Like a dollar on your yeah. bet. Like it's not even that much to worry about in, in my personal opinion. But Mackenzie Dern by round, what's, round one submission is plus 250. I don't even – that's not even good. No, think. exactly. Like – yeah, that, that's tough to pull off. You have no idea. I think Jan will probably put up a better fight than that, but it definitely could happen. I don't know. Like, Dern by unanimous decision is plus uh, 40, uh, 450. 
Yeah, like there's yeah, a lot of know. interesting shit here. I'm just gonna kind of stay. I don't like betting inside the distance when it's like favorited like that. But I just this just feels like a appropriate bet for me. But I think I'm probably gonna stay away here. All right. Wow. How about that? Staying away from the main event. I like this guy is trying to get his card right. Uh, while we're <laughs> here, we should go over what our records are, or what what they were standing last week. Uh, I believe in total, you are. Eight and eleven, and you are plus point one five units. Uh, I am eleven and twelve. I am plus four point one five units. So I am doing pretty good us. right now. We yeah, we are both back in the green. That's all that matters. And, Not my green. Uh, yeah, it, it, hey green. We like the green here on the hot take hot box shoulder strikes MMA podcast. So let's move on. Randy Brown, Francisco Trinaldo. Minus 325 for the Rude Boy, plus 270 for Trinaldo. Uh, I like Randy Brown in this. I haven't decided. Well, I mean, I'm probably, you know, me, I'm inside the distance, but I'd like to hear what you have to say here. I think <coughs> I think I got Rude Boy here. I don't know if I love the um, the line. I, there's a lot of lines in this I don't love. Yeah. 50 seems like a lot for somebody who's an inconsistent performer. He can be taken down and laid on, but I think he's overall better. Everywhere, not maybe not better, but everywhere. But um, I I don't see how he doesn't get it done here. He's like, let's see how many years younger, like twelve years younger. <clears throat> Trinaldo is super old. <clears throat> Brown hits harder. I think he's quicker, better takedown defense. Seven inch reach, seven inch reach advantage. Uh, he's coming off that split, but pretty good win against Chaos Williams. Um, I still think that one armed naked choke of Alex Oliveira was one of the best subs of twenty twenty one. Um, very, very impressive there, but you know, the Luke fight was a letdown, even parts of the chaos fight. And, uh, he didn't, he didn't finish Jared good. And so he, you know, he's, like I said, he's very inconsistent. Um, remember Nico price hit him hammer, hammer fist from the bottom. I remember that. That was a brutal loss for me. Um, I think he gets it done here though. I, I do like Trinaldo. I think he can still, um, win some fights at his age, which is crazy. I, I mean, he's won five of his last six, which is fucking nuts. So, um, I guess I wouldn't be too shocked just because we know Randy Brown is, you know, very hot and cold, and he's also 32, so he's taking some punishment. Wouldn't be surprised if he got melted, but uh, I just think he's better here as long as he's pushing the pace, as long as he's going forward. I don't see Trinaldo. I don't see Trinaldo really uh, winning a decision or getting a finish. Really, so Trinaldo is 44. Yeah, amazing, incredible. There's, there's some for, uh, old fuckers on this card, um, like you know, Alexi Olenek. I think yeah, he's I mean, 45. he's 165 years Trin- old. Trinaldo is not even the oldest person on this card. That's when you know there's an age problem. Yeah, and listen, I, I you look at Trinaldo's record, he hasn't exactly been finished a bunch. Uh, I mean, the last time I think he was finished was by Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee! Uh, oh, your boy. In 2017, got rear naked choked. But I'm just going to have to, uh, at some point, count on the fact that you know age is going to give way here and... He's going to run out of gas. Uh, you know, this ain't no Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. Uh, I think Rude Boy presents a little bit more of a finishing uh, prospect. But, I mean, again, you're looking at Randy Brown, who, you know, I mean, Chaos Williams, that's no joke. But, you know, not being able to finish Jared Gooden is a little bit of concern. Uh, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Shout out to the Night Train. Uh, give me Randy Brown inside the distance. I believe we are at plus 140 on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Randy Brown lands, you know, a lot of a lot of strikes whenever he you know does go deep into fights. Uh, I think he almost landed 100 against Barbarina, 100 plus against uh, Gooden, almost 100 against Chaos Williams. Uh, I just think he's going to be too much for Mister Trinaldo, who you know he doesn't he, he just doesn't throw that much. He's not that that active. Uh, besides the hot chocolate fight, I don't think he's really landed 80 strikes of significance be, uh, up before. Um, way back in 2016. So, yeah, give me Randy Brown. I think, you know, he should, he should do it. He should definitely get this win, but we'll see. Yeah, so are you going Randy? What, what are you going here, Randy Brown? You Inside want, the distance. Inside the distance, you're, you're, you're telling me? I like that. Yeah. Brown. One plus, what is this? Plus 150. I like that plus 150. Uh, I'm going to change mine because I have 140 here on DraftKings, but uh, there's four other websites that have plus 150. So let's rock with that. Next on the card, your boy. This is your boy. Trevin, five-star Jones, I believe is this man's nickname. Yep. Against Hayoni Barcelos, who is 16-3, coming off of a loss to Victor Henry. That's it's not good. but well, It didn't look good either. It did not look good. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Post. Yeah, that was uh, bad, bad, bad news. This is two guys who uh, the odds will tell you that Barcelos is a big-time favorite, minus 250, but I don't like him at, at, at a favorite like that. But this could probably say more about Trevin Jones, who was also beat pillar to post by Javid Basharat and uh, Kokrachmanov, uh, guillotined him. Two good fighters. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, I, the no contest against Valiev. I think Valiev beat him. Right? No, he knocked out Timor Valiev. Oh, yeah, that's Valiev. right. That's right. And what happened when he smoked he was getting, some weed or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, be, and he beat smoked Mario Bautista. Every day. That, that was a good win for him, Mario Bautista. But I don't know what I like here. This seems to me like a stay away, if, I, if I'm being 100% honest. I don't know if I personally can stay away. But what's do you, do you have a lean Do you have a lean here? Uh, Not really. Um, I don't like the odds at all. Like yeah, I said that earlier. I think there's a lot of times on this car you're gonna be like, oh, I don't know if I like these odds or this odd or this line or this line. Um, you know, Barcelos is getting old. What is he? I think he's thirty six, thirty five. <clears throat> he looked rough against Victor Henry. Man, he ate a lot, a lot of shots. Yeah, uh, I think Jones could get a finish. <clears throat> I know he's got two fights, two losses in a row, but they were to pretty good competition. He just he's been finished a lot. It seems like his chin is he's very chinny. He likes to quit. Um, he, he does like kind of what Tyron Woodley used to do. He would back up, back up, and look for one big shot. Um, so, and it's funny because the two wins he has in the UFC, I think he was losing both. So, yeah, he was like a big-time underdog, I believe, in both. <laughs> so I, I really don't know how to feel about that. You know, like, I, I can't trust him. And I I know, I, I kind of do like his odds, but still I seem like, I feel like um, he's not even a dog that I can trust. Uh, definitely Barcelos, he lost two in a row, lost the Valley of and Henry. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think I'm staying away here. I'm probably going to pick Barcelos. Um, fuck. I'm probably going to pick Barcelos, but um, I'm not confident in that. Yeah, really. like so. I'm going to pick Barcelos. I'd probably lean like a sort of an inside the distance bet just for fun for plus 180, 200, but I'm not putting that on my card for the record. It's not going on he, there. He knocked Timor Valiev down twice. He was more competitive, I think, with – with him than Trevin Jones was, even though Trevin Jones did get the win that turned into a loss. Um, 
I, I just I trust him to win more rounds, win more minutes, win, win more exchanges, possibly. Just he just got to be careful, you know. I think he could probably take Trevin Jones down, and that would be that. That might be the fight, let alone that might be the round or the fight. Um, so I, yeah, I'll go with him, but yeah, you really never know in a Trevin Jones fight, kind of like Randy Brown. That's the thing, though. Like this is ter- perfect uh, Trevin Jones win territory, where he's an underdog by plus two hundred or more, and he's kind of facing an opponent who can, you know, who, who will, will give up, like not give up, but is susceptible to being put out or just you know we'll we'll make us make him make a mistake and trevin jones could capitalize on it maybe knock him down like you said he took a beating in that victor henry fight so Dude, he got uh, hit like 182 yeah times. i remember that i was just like i cannot believe this is going down like this but get his ass touched yep so wow that sounds weird all right uh <laughs> <laughs> pause all right your boy, this is this is your boy. This actually, like, I know I'm messing around, uh, Trevor Giles. Like, this is a guy you've been a fan of for quite some time now. Sadiq Youssef fighting against Mr. Shameless. Don <coughs> Shainice, I think is how you say this guy's name. Uh, the former Cage Titans champion of the world. Making his UFC debut. Uh, coming off of a big 2022 where he has four wins, including a win against Jay Ellis and Cody Fister. So, he was fighting like every month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's put in a lot of a lot of work this uh this year. Uh all finishes other than the the beginning of the year uh with a unanimous decision win against Chris Lencioni. So Your cousin. That is your cousin uh <laughs> par, uh your part of the uh world. So what say you here? I mean, this is almost unbettable as well. I I, I think Sadiq Youssef's going to win this fight, but it just depends on how you think it's going to happen. He's a minus 1,000 favorite, 900, 1,100 on some of these. He was supposed to fight who? It was uh, supposed to be, um, fuck. It, it was like supposed to be this, and then it got moved. It was supposed yeah. to be like last week or two weeks, but I'm not sure. It wasn't it wasn't Barbosa, was it? Because that was no, Barbosa. Yeah, it was supposed to fight Taporia. Sadiq Youssef was supposed to fight uh, Giga Chikate, which would have been that's an right. incredible fight. That was Fade City right there. Well, you're gonna fade Fade Sadiq. Yeah, yeah, sadly. that might have been body bag time for him. But I, I like uh, I I don't know I don't know if Youssef inside the distance is the bet here at. What minus two hundred one ninety? Yeah, this is not. I'm gonna stay. This is another stay away from. Unfortunately. Yeah, oddly enough, I could see somebody taking a shot on this because, like, when you see somebody that's a big favorite like that, you you better make sure you're getting you know the full fucking deal. Like, you better be a, a, a not an elite fighter, but a fighter that you know has your back. You know, he, yeah. he, he a guy that you know is gonna come out here and fight like a minus eleven hundred favorite. The thing with Sadiq lately, I feel like we haven't really seen that in his last three fights. He only fought after being pretty active. Um, funny enough, his fight with Mike Davis, who's also in this car, is probably the best contender series fight, at least one of the best ever. Um, that thing after that, he you know, <clears throat> so good, so good. Mike Davis, I'm excited to see him back too. But the problem with both of them is it seemed like after that, they both just started taking time off. Used to fought like a couple times in 2019, but only once in 20, 2020 and only once in 2021. This will be his, at least his second fight in 2022. Uh, I don't think he looked great against Alex Caceres. I don't think he looked no. great against Andre Feely. I think he looked good, but he faded. He lost that third round. Uh, he didn't look good against Arnold Allen. You know, very tough stylistic matchup, but I just, I kind of just haven't 
liked how he's looked since the Gabriel Benitez fight. He took he took some shots from Benitez and and fought back. He is a bit chinny. Um, you know, it's my boy. He's only twenty nine. Um, he's he's got good hands for somebody who you know he trains with Lloyd Irvin. Shouts to Lloyd Irvin, who is uh, not a great person, but. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, guy. He's, he's just trains jiu-jitsu. That's what he's been doing, you know, with that camp for a while. And he has good hands, but he's just not active enough for me. And lately, I haven't liked how he's looked. I don't know shit about Don Shanus, honestly. No. Um, I don't. I haven't really seen anybody that's like, you know, I, I kind of like him as an underdog, so I can't say I, I would back him. Uh, he's, this seems like a layup, but I, I guess I wouldn't. I don't know if I would put use of that at minus eleven hundred really. Against anybody, but yeah. I could be wrong. No, you know, I could right. be wrong. I, I, this guy could be just a complete fraud. He's fought all cans, so. Yeah, and he hasn't been finished at the professional level other than a doctor stoppage. Uh, doctor stoppage in his first fight. So I, I don't really, I really truly don't know what to make of this. Uh, for, for fun, I probably would take Yousef, uh not inside the distance. I probably would take the decision here at plus 200 because the number's right. And, of course, you'll look stupid if Yusef sparks him early on in the fight and gets him out of there. But for the most part, Yusef is a, is a decision fighter, you know, it, it seems like. Or, or, but that could kind of lend to the fact that his level of competition has been awful high, like you said, in the last few years since that Mike Davis fight, uh, other than the, you know, the Shaman Moraes of the world. You know, Gabriel Benitez, who had, you know, almost triple the fights that he had in the professional level, Feely, Arnold Allen, even Caceres, guys who all have this like high level of experience. Now you're fighting a guy named like Shanice or Shanice or Shanice, uh, who doesn't exactly, you know, has the exact same level of uh, professional fights, one more than you, but hasn't fought the UFC level, hasn't fought this level of competition, not nowhere even close. So I, I, I guess that I, we'll see how that plays out. I don't like this fight. I'm not staying away from it. I don't want anything to do with it. No, As well. thank you. So, John Castaneda versus Daniel Santos. This is a, let me see the number here. I did not get the chance to look at this one. Wow, minus 180 for Castaneda, plus 155 for Daniel Santos. Uh, I mean, listen, Castaneda has shown a lot in his last few fights. Uh, I don't know. How, I mean, I, let me see here. Yeah, triangle choke against Miles Johns, which uh, doesn't exactly mean all that. Oh, there you Miles go. Miles Johns quit in that fight. Yeah, though. he did. He did. But I mean, what about his electric win against Eddie Wineland? The goat. Yeah, I mean, he put Nobody's him been in sent his... to orbit that many times. Yeah, I hope he comes back. I really do. <laughs> uh, you know what a what what a run he was on there at the end. O'Malley, Castaneda, Cody Stamen, all putting him out in the first round. Cashing out that Cody Stamen one was just so sad. I mean, that, that was, so was just you right? knew it was gonna happen as soon as the fight started. Was Cody, like, that was like a Cody Stamen. Hey, if you don't go out and knock this dude out, we're gonna just cut you. I think. And he's like, all right, I got to do this. And then he touched him once. He's like, wow, this is easy. Yeah, you know? I mean, that was about predictable. I, I don't like the level of um, like experience that Daniel Santos has. Uh, but you know, listen, when you and your only loss is to Julio Arce. At, at the at this level, and Julio Arce has taken his fair share of losses. Not exactly to uh, bums, but you know he's losing a couple split decisions here and there. I don't know. I don't really like. I don't. This is another one I don't like 
if you're gonna make me, I can't just sit out all these fights and not not take anyone or just you know not not do this. I like Castaneda. I don't know. I, I think I think this goes to decision. I think this goes to decision, and I don't know what the number is. Uh, Castaneda inside the distance is plus two fifty. Decision is plus one forty. I think I'm gonna go Castaneda by decision. Mm. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Wiley Cat. Is that his name? Yeah, Willie Cat. Maybe I don't know if that's Willie. You don't Cat. like the like sexy Maxi? No, I don't. I don't. I do like the nickname though. That is um, quite a nickname. I just stumbled upon somebody. I think it was a boxer. His nickname was the Hispanic causing panic. It was pretty pretty great that's nickname. Incredible. Um, but yeah, I think I like Santos here. You know, he <clears throat> he took on Arce in his debut on like three years, uh, two 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 and a half year layoff. And he, didn't, he, he looked like he took two and a half years off, you know. And I like Arce. Uh, I mean, he knocked out Andre Yule. Uh, he looked okay at times against Song Yedong. He almost beat Dawudu. Um, probably should have beat Shaman Marais. Beat Dan Ige. Like, you know, he's, 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 pretty, he's pretty good. I know he lost to Kelher twice uh, on the regional scene back-to-back. So uh, he's going to have to try to get that back later on. But <clears throat> how old is Arce? Like 32? And Santos is only 27. You know, it was a tough fight. It's been – it was a couple months ago. So I think he's – I think he should get in the rhythm here. Uh, I think he should get this win. Uh, Castaneda, he's solid everywhere, but, you know, he's not great going backwards. He was getting touched up a little bit against Wineland before he, uh, you know, gust of wind, knocked Wineland out. Um, he doesn't have any takedown attempts. Uh, Castaneda doesn't in his career, I don't believe. But he might be smart to attempt, attempt one of them or attempt some of them. <clears throat> I think the last time he did was on the Contender Series. So we'll see. Um, I, I, they're both – or Castaneda's a little shaky. I'm going to go Santos Moneyline at plus 155. Plus 155. I like that. Oh, boy. I almost just dropped my pen. So Santos Moneyline plus 150, you said? 155. 155. I like that. 155. All right. So let me get back to the main page. Let's see what's next on the board. Mike Davis and Slava Claus. Voroslav Borishev. This is a nice fight, man. This is an exciting fight. Uh, Borishev doesn't exactly have a large gas tank. Mike Davis, like you said, very exciting, the, the beast boy. Um, not exactly as active as we kind of would have liked. He's taken a year and a half off after the Mason Jones fight. Was able to give Mason Jones his first L. Uh, you know, only like he's only taking losses to Yusef and Gilbert Burns in his career, which is not two two guys that you should not be ashamed of losing to. Vors, uh, Slava Claus, as I will just like to call him because I don't like to <laughs> mess with these names. Six and two, uh, you know, exciting, but he just I don't know. Unless you're fighting uh, Chris Duncan or Dakota Bush. It's not exactly an easy night out. And Mark DeCasey kind of showed Bush. him. Shout out to Dakota Bush. I was a kind of a fan for like a week. Uh, yeah, listen, this is kind of an easy one for me. I'm going Mike Davis. And uh, I think I think he's going to get him out of there. But, I, you yeah. know, I, no, listen, I think in a, in a vacuum, yes. But you're talking about a guy who's been off for a year and a half. You don't know what he's going to look like and, and whatnot. And he's going up, right? Because Mason, the Mason Jones fight was at was at forty five. I'm pretty sure. Um, I want to say yeah. it was at forty five. I know. Uh, let's see, 
It was a 55. It was a 55. Mm, okay, so... I don't know. I don't like... You know me, man. I don't like betting guys off of uh, layoffs. I just... You never I know... Gotta... You never know what's going to happen or who's going to show up or, you know, whatnot. He was supposed to fight Euros Medich and uh, Jai Herbert on two that separate was gonna occasions. Be, the, the Medich fight was going to be such a fucking layup. What? You think he would have cooked them? Yeah, he would have taken him down once and that would have been the fight. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Mike Davis here and I'm going to go inside the distance. Yeah, he's my pick. This is more uh, of a Borshev uh, anti-bet as much as it is. I mean, Borshev has, what, three fights in the UFC and he's been taken down... 15 times. Um, 11 by Barton Casey. We did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I think it's something that maybe people thought could happen because uh, Casey does have a wrestling background, but uh, he doesn't use it, really. And he just came out here and he, he got 11 takedowns. I mean, in a 15-minute fight, you're almost getting a takedown a minute. That's fucking nuts. Um, he attempted more than one a minute. So, and I mean, he, he got Dakota Bush out of there quick, and he still got taken down twice. Same thing with his contender series fight against whoever the fuck Chris Duncan is. Um, shout I, out. I, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, shout out to Chris uh, the Dunk, Tim Duncan's cousin. I don't. I just don't trust this guy. I, I do like Mike Davis. He's bigger. Uh, I think he's more active. He really comes forward. <clears throat> Mason Jones fight was really good. Uh, the Thomas Gifford fight. Shout out to Thomas Gifford. Um, he does eat some shots. You know, I do have the, a problem with him in that aspect. He ate a hundred plus from Yusuf, a hundred plus from Mason Jones, almost a hundred from Thomas Gifford. So, yeah, we uh, we'll see how he looks. It's been what a year and a half since he fought, right? Yeah, almost like early twenty twenty one, almost two years. So yeah, fuck man, you know. Hopefully he's not rusty. I know he's probably should be in the prime of his career. Was he like twenty nine? So we'll see how he looks. Um, I'm gonna go with Mike Davis. I don't think I have a pick. What's his What's his inside the distance? I have it at plus one forty. Uh, it's a tough one. Plus one eighty five for me. Uh, I'm gonna wow, just take dude, dude. These his... things are jumping all over the place today. Yeah, one eighty five oh, on uh, what's this? Bet with bet three sixty five. Shout out to them. Oh, so I'll give one. Uh, I'll how about we take one fifty? It's some. It's right in the middle of all these different ones that I'm seeing. One fifty. Yeah, fuck it. We'll take it. I'll tell it. Davis, itd, plus one fifty. So how about that? Give it to uh, us. This is Give the fight of the me. night. This is the fight of the night right here. Alexi Olenek, Alir Latifi. Uh, Alexi Olenek getting in there for the 78th time in his professional career at the age not, of... Not an exaggeration. At the age of what? 45 now? 40, yeah, 45. Dear God. Uh, the boa <laughs> constrictor. He's coming off a huge win. Huge, huge win against Jared Vanderaa. To get his 60th professional win before that losing to Spivak, Chris Dawkins, and Derek Lewis. Quickly. Yeah. And that Derek Lewis was a main event. Or, or what? What? Not a main event? I think so. No. no I right? think that was the. Uh, no, it was. was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, what a world. What, what a COVID, man. That was a, that was a dirty <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> literally. So, listen. Yeah, literally. Um, Alir Latifi is a minus 175, 180 favorite. Boa Constrictor is plus 145, 150. I it, do not bet this fight. Let me just say that. This is a disgusting, disgusting uh, bet That if you're going to make it. But I am going to make it. I am going to bet, probably. I am going to make a pick. And I'm going Alir Latifi 
and I think he gets him out wow. of there. Because it's a 45-year-old yeah, I mean, man we're talking about. <laughs> Latifi's 39 himself, though, you know? like. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, he hasn't fought 155 times. <laughs> the sledgehammer. He is, like, 5'10", 5'9". Um, I guess I, I'd feel comfortable with him just because he's coming off of a win against Tanner Bozier where I got, uh, you know... I don't know. Linux movements just look like <laughs> they're so slow and plodding. Like he should have lost to Van, Van der Rohe. One hundred percent. He was like if Van der Rohe had any IQ, he would have lost. Yeah, because he kept engaging with him on the ground, and that's like if you're going to engage with him, you're going to lose. But if you just get up and act like the floor is lava, then you're in good shape. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just so slow, and you, you, it looks like he's going to go down anytime he gets hit. So. I feel like that'll probably happen. I think if Latifi wants, he can take him down and just lay on him. You know, I think a Linux plus 275 sub is probably the only way to go, but um, let's see. What has... Yeah, this is a leader Latifi we're talking about. I mean... <laughs> fuck. You know, this guy's been in some snoozers. Oh, yeah, remember a leader Latifi fought Gian Volante? Oh my god. That was just pathetic. This guy um, is King Snooze Fest. I'm not. I'm not denying that. This is. I. I just told you all, don't bet this fight. But I am putting this on my card. I. I cannot lie to you. Inside the distance, plus one twenty. Ilir Latifi. <laughs> I'm gonna take Ilir Latifi. I don't know. This is so gross. If I bet on it to go the distance, I just can't see Linux surviving fifteen minutes. Yep. You know, he's an old fuck. So, give me. Um, Give me Alexi Olenek plus 275. Holy submission. shit. Let's go. We're taking it home. Wow. Scar- He's going to scarf hold him. <laughs> he is going to. You know, if he does win that way, it's going to be some crazy uh, submission that you've never heard of before. That's just he made up. The the Olenek, the Olenek stretch. Plus, what did you say? Uh, 275. 275. So you're going for the gusto there with that pick. I like that. Next. Love to know Latifi has never been submitted. So that's that's kind of what stopped me from taking him because I would have I was going to take what you just took, but I can't in good conscience consciousness whatever I'm looking for there. I can't take Olenek to sub. Wow, dude! I'd feel disgusted. I would feel disgusted, but you know what's going to happen? He's going to. Yeah, hit. you're taking a Lear Latifi, and you don't feel gross. Take a shower. Ah, uh, well, I'm going to have to. This. this is this is horrific. This is one of the worst cards. Now I'm going through this. This is one of the worst cards I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but <laughs> this is where it gets real gross. Joaquin Silva. <laughs> these pre. These pre. Jesse are Ronson are getting after it. And then look it. at and look what just splattered in the middle of this. Brennan Allen and Christoph Jocko. Just, this should just be on the main card. Hey, That's kind of crazy. Hey, we're right? going to show up and we're going to fight. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Silva was put to bed against Nasrat Hakparast when I was there, and then shout out to Ricky Glenn, who rolled out of bed and put him to bed. And uh, yeah, he said we're done here. Yeah, let's go. Let me go back into retirement, basically. Because I don't think we've seen Ricky Glenn since then. Oh, he did. No, he did a draw to Grant Dawson, which was a crazy fight. But the odds will tell you here that I think it's right down the middle, almost. Ah, no, nah, I mean, Silva is a little bit of a favorite, minus 145, 150. Ronson, plus 125. Ronson has the experience on him, but does that mean much here? I don't know. I mean, for a while, Joaquin Silva's nickname, I thought, was just another form of uh, jiu-jitsu. Neto BJJ. I thought that was like a, a sport, yeah. not his nickname. So, you know, 
I don't, the fuck do I know what I'm doing here on a Joaquin Silva fight? I mean, he got slept by Ricky Glenn quick. Quick. Um, yeah, lost to Vince Michelle. Almost lost to that one dude, uh, Madati, or the fuck his name was. Um, yeah, I've never been a Joaquin Silva fan. I, I mean, you know, you also, you got the body snatcher on the other side, so it's like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if you lose to uh, Rafa Garcia, people are going to start talking, you know? <laughs> That's all I'm saying here. I think they both, I think both of these fighters are not that great, if you will. They both been finished multiple times in different forms. Silva's younger. Um, I think Silva is somebody to watch for with his jujitsu. Obviously, I mean he has it in his name. I remember when he, um, he had Jared Gordon in a knee bar, and I think Jared Gordon's knee is still fucked up, or it was for a while. So. He was at the same camp with Trinaldo. I think now he's at ATT. I think that might be, you know, that might be sad. He's 33, so he's, he is younger. Um, I think he might just have more, more to, you know, a higher ceiling, if you will, than Jesse Ronson. I, I know Ricky Glenn and Nazareth aren't great, but I think at the time those losses weren't, like, pathetic or anything. I think Jesse Ronson getting rear naked choked by Rafa Garcia was a bit of a, a cry for help, you know. Also, he got dumped. <laughs> He got uh, when he was. He, it's funny because before the UFC, he was in PFL and he was getting uh, just destroyed. Yeah, Nikolay Aleskishin, Needham, knocked him out. Natan Schultz, that dude who was supposed to be like the PFL uh, GSP, which by the way is very untrue. That dude smoked him. Um, so I don't know. Jesse Ronson has a lot of just negative, a lot of red flags out there. I think not that Joaquin Silva doesn't, but um, what do we like here? What do we like here? What do you think? I'm going Silva sub plus 400. Five for me. Um, well, we're going five then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he just had a um, he just had a grappling match with Neil Magny, who's huge, like way bigger than him, uh, and he he dominated him. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if that's I don't know if that's a indicator of anything. I you know I c- could be reading into things, but I just like more from him than Jesse Ronson. I've never really liked Jesse. I don't think Jesse Ronson's really a UFC caliber fighter. Did he lose that Dalby, Dalby fight that's now a no contest, or did he win? That is a great question. I was going to ask you the same thing. I do not remember. Um, I mean, if he because if he lost that, it's kind of like a another flag. But if he won it, you know, I don't know. He does have a rear naked choke win, win before that, so I just I don't know. It just kind of looks it, like you're getting a mixed bag when Jesse Ronson gets in there. It's just you, you don't know what's going to happen. He could be the greatest fighter to ever live, or he could absolutely stink. It's kind of one. So, do, so Br- Ronson did beat him, got it overturned for whatever reason. I'm going to go. I, yeah, I'm going to lock in Silva sub plus five. We'll call it plus four fifty. Whatever you want to do. We'll go five. We'll go five. Just a small unit, just a small play. I don't really like – I just don't really love Silva, you know, but I think some of the training he's been doing and was doing before will help him here. So here's probably one of – a fight that should be either the co-main or up there with the good fights in this card. Brendan Allen, Christoph Jotko. Plus 105 for Brendan Allen. Jotko is minus 130, 125. Uh, my gut just tells me Jotko by looking at it. That's what – before I even looked into it, I want, I, I'm probably going Jocko, but what, what, what say you? I think I might as well. Um, I think, you know, Brennan Allen, pro- this could be a spot for Brennan Allen where he's the underdog. You know, he's, I know he's only even money. Also, he's younger than us. Brennan Allen is only 26. Yeah. Seems, um, seems kind of crazy. He's been in the UFC forever. Not, yeah. Not like, I mean, yes, for, for like three, three years now, three, 
but he fights a lot, you know, and he was in LFA for a little bit, um, for a lot of bit, I should say. But he's just fought guys, tough competition everywhere. The problem with Brennan Allen is uh, he's just a wild card. You know, I think he's more talented, but that doesn't really mean it. His stand-up's, his stand-up's a mess, you know. it's It's gotten worse, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it, or it, just, it just got – it hasn't gotten better, it's I feel exposed, like. getting exposed, left and right. I don't know – I, I think he got I had dropped him by that, Sam Alvey. Yeah, uh, you know that's all I got to say. Yeah, big red flag. No matter how old <laughs> or young you are, at this point in 2022, and you know, come on, my brother in Christ, you cannot, <laughs> cannot get dropped by Sam Alvey in 2022, our Lord and Savior's year. Cannot. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, and he, he probably lost that Jacob Malcoon fight. I don't. I, I had him, so I was kind of glad, but. Um, Rough decision there. A lot of people seem to have Malcoon. Um, and before that, Chris Curtis just, you know, did what he wanted to against him. So I feel like anytime you watch Brennan Allen, you want more than you see. I think he's he's not good when he's the nail. Um, but I do think if he gets on top of Jocko, he might be able to dominate. I think he might be able to really do what he really wants to do and kind of just uh, you know, throw a lot of a lot of strikes, a lot of volume. I don't know what to think here, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Jocko is probably the better round winner. You know, we saw him do it against GM three against Misha Sirkinov, Eric Anders, Barrio. Like he wins, he wins pretty much all decisions, which might say, oh, he can't get the finish. But you know, look at he's fought some really good fighters. I mean, yeah. Um, back when David Branch was 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 what's popping, he almost beat him. Um, so yeah, you know, I think I just trust Jocko more. Yep. Um, so. Maybe just I don't want to take a prop here because this is a very volatile fight. You know, I could see Brendan Allen just just absolutely quitting whenever he eats a couple shots standing on the feet um, in like the third round or something. Like I could one hundred percent see Brendan Allen throwing the throwing the towel here. So yeah, give me Jocko money line. I think minus twenty uh, one twenty five is a pretty good spot. We'll see what happens closer to fight night. I think the money will come in on him. I don't think people are going to be rushing to bet Brendan Allen. He's cost a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. So I mean, he almost lost yeah. to Jacob Malcoon too. Probably should have. Yeah, I probably should have. He got uh, taken down uh, a bunch in that fight. You know, like it seems like his he had like a lot of things going for him. Remember the Kevin Holland fight? We're like, yeah. oh man, you know, uh, where it just turns out he was a lot bigger and stronger. But um, yeah, I, I like Jock. I think Jocko's kind of underrated. He's he's pretty solid. Um, you know, he's not amazing anywhere, but he's he's a good round winner. He's a good decision winner. Uh, he's good at dictating dictating key moments in the round, key portions of the round. So I think if he gets out against a cage, maybe gets a trip here and there, I think he can steal some rounds. Probably better standing up too, truthfully. But um, we'll see. If Alan gets on top, I, I wouldn't doubt him You know, laying some damage. So what do you think about this next one? We got Felipe, Felipe Linz. We kind of talked about that before. Uh, I don't know if it was on here, but <laughs> yeah, like it's just this is just disgusting. And then you got Max Forrest, uh, Griffin, Grishin getting in there who literally <laughs> looks like the Russian version of him. I don't know. I don't like anything to do with this. Felipe Linz is, I believe the underdog, right? Wait, yeah. I'm on the wrong phone. I'm on the wrong thing here. He's yeah. plus 150. Plus 155. Uh, Grishin is 190, 180, 175. <clears throat> so I'm probably going to stay away from this, but uh, I, I believe Linz is dropping down to light heavyweight or has he been fighting at heavy, light heavyweight? Yeah, he has. Uh, well, he only has one fight, and he won right, against Proccio. Okay. Um, he has three fights in the UFC, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven canceled yeah, fights in the UFC, which is not. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, not great. 
they're both PFL legends. Where's Akanov would have killed him. So uh, you know, if this this fight should probably happen in PFL, truthfully, on the on that pay per view that they're going to sell for about uh, fifteen buys. Yeah, I know you saw that one. Who's buying uh, that, man? <laughs> or I mean, you know, I think we might because our girl Larissa Pacheco is going to shock shock the world. Yeah, I'm going to bet. <laughs> hopefully, the line set at like minus a million because I'm I'm sending the full blitz, the engage eight on Miss Pacheco to knock Kayla Harrison out cold. Yeah, that's just not not going to happen. But no, it is. It is. It's it. it, it already enough's happens, enough. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, enough. <laughs> enough's enough. Um, listen, I got Max Christian here. Um, yeah, so do I. Uh, I'm just. I don't know if I'm going to put it on the card. I haven't decided. Uh, yeah, I. I think I'd stay with. They're both 137, 138. Uh, Linz is at ATT, but you know that might not matter at all. I think Linz can probably catch you with some. He swings just very wild, wildly. Should say uh, his PFL wins weren't great. Um, he did lose the Vadim Nemkov <clears throat> pretty quickly too. Uh, Grishin, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of people who thought he was going to be better than, or gave him some hype. He did go the distance with Jacoby. He did go the distance with Tybora. Two different kind of fighters. Uh, two tough fighters too. I think you know he took care of Antigulov like he should have, and he beat William Knight like we probably assumed he should have done as well. I trust him more than Lens. They're both old. I think Grishin's looked better of late. He beat Volkov a while ago. I think there's just more to like with him, with his game. Uh, I think he gets it. I think he gets Phil Linz out of here. I think he finishes him. Linz has been fit. Tanner Bozer got Linz out of there quick. Yeah. Heavyweight power is one thing, but you know Tanner Bozer has done pretty much nothing since then. So give me Maxime Grishin uh, inside the distance. He's plus two twenty five at that. Uh, fuck it, I'll take it. Wow. I was gonna say no, but I think uh, I think I like like what I see from. The Russian. Is it plus two twenty five? Yep. I like that. Uh, I I'm I may bet, tell you that, but I I can't. I don't know. I I can't. I haven't decided yet. Need some time. Uh, how about I'll clean my palate by talking about this Chelsea Chandler fight. Oh, 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 this is the this is the this is a lock of the card here. Fighting your girl <laughs> Stolyarenko, who's ten and six, coming off of a miracle arm bar. Against Jessica Rose Clark or uh, armbar that was fed to her, <laughs> easy like, work. Like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's the night JRC ended up on the uh, you know cover of Playboy. No, ended up on the do not bet list for life. Uh, for life. But this fight's kind of disgusting. It's right down the middle. The odds makers feel the same way. Minus one hundred six, one hundred five, minus one fifteen for JSP or JSP. I just want to call her JSP. But. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Um, don't call me Handler Chandler. Uh, and and Julius Stolyarenko. JS. JS hold the P. JS hold the P. Hold the P. But um, what? Your lock of the card here. Yeah, lock of the card. Uh, how isn't? So let, let's just see. You got Stolyarenko minus one twenty, and Stolyarenko sub is plus two seventy five. I mean, I don't know. You know, she has ten wins and nine, I think, are by armbar. So. Um, here, here's the thing with Chelsea Chandler. She, um, she might be the better striker, uh, but maybe not a distance. I don't, I don't think Slower Ranko is great or anything as a striker. I think she's pretty bad, but like she comes, she kind of comes forward, you know? Um, she also kind of blitzes you in an awkward way. She's a very awkward fighter. Um, you know, if you look at her strikes landed per minute and strikes absorbed, it's, it's not a great ratio, but, um, I think Yana Kunskaya, I mean, Yana Kunskaya would probably beat the fucking brakes off Chelsea Chandler, you know? I think Leah Letson probably would too. 
I mean, not a great loss there for, for Stoli Renko. She's not very good, I think is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but Julia, she's fought pretty – I mean, look who she's fought. <clears throat> Alexis Davis, Julia Avila, Yana Kutzka, they all beat Chelsea Chandler. I mean, Jessica Rose Clark on, on a good day maybe beats Chelsea Chandler as well, you know? So the thing with Chandler is she's got that um, that Stockton background. She has the Nate Diaz train, trained uh, you know blueprint on her. The way she fights, she kind of comes forward. She takes some shots. Uh, I, I watched a couple of her fights in the regional scene. Um, she was taking some punches from the likes of uh, <laughs> Olivia Parker, uh, Courtney King, Brittany Victoria. Um, I think I think one of them works at Starbucks. I wasn't sure which one, but she, um, she, she she's very she's very tough. She's a typical Nate Diaz fighter. She has a purple belt under Caesar Gracie, so her grappling isn't bad. I think that might lead her into precarious situations where yeah. Julia Stoli Ranker can take advantage of that. I mean, she doesn't need anything. It's, it's very clear what she's going to do. Uh, she's going to get the arm bar. And, um, I mean, Jessica Rose Clark <laughs> was coming off of a fight where all you had to do was not get into a clinch exchange with Stephanie Egger, and then you wouldn't get slammed and thrown on your back and armbarred. And then it happened. And then she went into a fight with Sully Ranko. Same thing. Don't don't get armbarred. And she got armbarred. You know, I think yeah. Chelsea Chandler probably knows what she has to do, and I think yeah. it's probably still going to happen. So give me plus 275 Julia Stoli Ranko submission. I mean, Julia Stoli Ranko inside the distance is plus 240. Sub is plus 275. How does that make sense? Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's only one way, like you're saying, it's going to go down. That's all she's going to do. I mean, there's no other way, you know. In a 15-minute fight, how is she not going to do that? At least get into uh, a situation where maybe she has it at the end of the round or something. You know, if you look at her sub- submission attempts, when she fought Alexis Davis, she threw up like three submission attempts. She has one almost in every single fight. Um, you know what she's going to go for. She's very slick with it. She's very strong. She's probably bigger, I would say, maybe stronger. Um, and Stoy Rank was a or Chandler is a southpaw. Maybe that gives some gives her some problems. Maybe that doesn't work in her favor. She has been hit again on the regional scene sometimes. So um, give me Stolia Ranko. I'm going Chandler money line. Wow. Chandler money line minus one oh five. Uh, wow. Yep. I like you kind of said. I think she knows what to do. I think she'll make sure that the arm bar doesn't happen. I don't know if she's going to be able to. Bullshit. I think she's going to dominate her on the ground, and. <clears throat> I think she gets the W, a close decision wow. W. But I think Chandler edges out Stolyarenko. See, Chandler probably wants to get in close here, and the problem is if she does that, Stolyarenko's going to give her a nice trip, sit right on her face, give her a nice face sit, and then boom, give me that arm. Yeah. But it is it, it is interesting that it's at a catchway of 140. I think Chandler might benefit from that because I think she fought at 145 in uh, – is it Invicta that she was yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah, and that could that could kind of uh, hurt like you hurt Chandler having to go down too, you know, like because uh, I guess they're meeting in the middle somewhat. But maybe Chandler's not used; she's so used to just doing forty five. I mean, yeah. you know, they say that every pound matters at that shit. That you could uh, that that you could lose that five pounds, and it could you know just take a little bit out of the gas tank, just enough sure. for that armbar to get slipped up. But yep, happening. How about Randy Costa, a brother of Paolo Costa, getting in there against Guido Canetti? Guido Canetti, a favorite of the podcast, who is about 33, 43, uh, 65,822 <laughs> years old. Uh, and he only has what? 
15 fights professionally coming off of a decimation of Chris yeah. Moutinho, which that, to be honest, doesn't... Uh, <laughs> the leftovers of what Sean O'Malley yeah, ran really over. doesn't really matter after the brain Street. damage that he took. Uh, but Paulo... Or what's it called? I'm sorry, Paulo Costa. Randy <laughs> Costa. Uh, that that loss to Tony Kelly is looking worse and worse as the as the time goes on. And uh, yeah. Randy Costa is a guy who seems to fade in these fights very quickly. He's either get you out of there or it's over. Yeah, I think they both are, though, yeah? Like, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the thought process here. And I think – I definitely think Guido Canetti could get him out of there. He's a live dog 100%, but Guido Canetti is also susceptible to being finished himself and getting hurt. Yeah, so this is this is a tough one. I mean, uh, Randy Koss has never seen a third round in his career. I think he's kill or be killed. Um, I don't know. He, he's more of a front runner, you know? Yeah, uh, I just don't think I trust him at that line. It's a pretty big line. No, uh, I think he also might be, be might be better suited at one forty five over one thirty five. We'll see. Uh, it seems like both guys have a shit gas tank. Both guys will get finished. Um, the problem is, I think Kennedy's just you know he he's been there longer. He's went to he was in the second round with Cheeto Vera. I mean, at least that's got to count for something, I guess. Um, Randy Costa did look good against Adrian Yanez in that first round. He was busting him up, but as that second round started, he was just getting torn apart. Um, I don't know what to think here. You know, I want to take like the under. I just don't think it's it's it was closer to even money. Now it's like minus one ninety under one and a half. Um, this is pretty gross. I don't like taking Randy Brown fights or Randy Costa fights. So I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. When we go, Randy Costa first round knockout. Put the old guy to sleep. Costa Bury first him. round KO. What are you putting that on the on the on the sheet? I don't think so. I mean, Randy Costa round one odds are minus money. Like that's that's not. I mean, I'm yeah, not that's. Really I'm staying away from this. 100%. Randy out of Randy Costa first round TKO KO stoppage is minus money. So like I, you know, I'm not really working with a lot here. I think the under is probably a lock. I just I think probably it's minus one ninety one and a half. I don't I don't know what to do with that. Um, maybe I just take it. Uh, we gonna take the under. Yeah, I think one and a half, under one and a half minus one ninety. I'm gonna have to lay lay a little bit, but I like it. I like it. Minus one ninety. I am not gonna bet anything here, but if I did, I'd probably bet something involving Kennedy because I don't trust Costa. But it's not worth worth wasting money, so I would just sit out that first fight and then get after it in the JSP fight. So. Although this is going to be a fun fight, so it's going to be hard. Yeah, and we'll have to sit on the sidelines for that. So, but it is what it is. Shout out to JSP. Um, I'm calling her JSP from now on. It's just how it is. That's my new nickname. Yeah. Shout out to Julia Stolyarenko, who is a beast, and she's going to get finished this weekend. But get out of here. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Ty, glad you are doing okay. And uh, that the hurricane has uh, left you, you know, intact and not underwater. Uh, We're doing good. Uh, real quick, though. Go ahead. Bellator? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know me. I'm anti uh, all other organizations other than KSW. <laughs> but I will talk about some Bellator. It seems Even like they last week Last weekend was kind of, I mean. That was bad. That was yeah. horrific. Um, I mean, hey, if you got Islam Mamadov on the prelims, I think that's you know that's pretty good. That dude's pretty legit. We kind of talked about. We did talk about that a little bit, just how you know their prelims are ten times better than. Uh, I mean, I mean, dude, look at the cards. PFL. Look at the cards PFL puts together. It's sad. Melvin Mandel retired. 
I mean, yeah, I would hope so. He's 46. He got, dude, that was... He's 46. He got his elbow. Well, I mean, he also was fighting a, an older gentleman himself. It's like, uh, I mean, Yoel's probably 56, but at least, you know, he looks he looks like he's on all the Picograms. Uh, speaking of Pico, Aaron Pico will be taking on a big, steep test, Jeremy Kennedy, JBC. There you go. Sticking wow. with the acronym, acronym and nickname. He is a former UFC legend. I think he only fought once. It was against Volk, and he got smoked. But I know he fought a couple times. He beat Kyle Bokniak, your boy. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. Um, <laughs> fought Daniel Pineda in PFL. Um, so yeah, he's been UFC, PFL, Bellator. He's he's the that's the triple threat right there. Uh, Aaron Pico is a huge favorite. Probably should get him out of there. Uh, Patricio Pitbull, Adam Boric, good good fight. I think I have Pitbull. Um, Adam, your boy, your boy, Spike. I love Spike Carlisle. Love him. Is he's going to get it done. Are you taking it? Are you taking that plus three forty-five shot? No. I, wow. I'm just, I'll talk. There's just no chance of me doing that. The only thing I'd probably bet on this is Pico inside the distance, just for Fair. fun. The Enrique Barzola Archuleta fight should be exciting. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, Mamadev, yeah, he's an animal. Uh, this gentleman named Nick Brown is up against it. But here's here's the bet of the card for this. Okay, you ready for this? Max Roshkoff money line. What is it? Plus minus one ten. That's not bad. Mike Hamill, Magic Mike Hamill is minus one one uh, one twenty. He's coming off two wins against Bryce Logan and Kilius Mota. Never heard of either of them. Um, he did lose to Usman and Adam Borich, so he's fought some good fighters. I don't know much about him. I'm just I'm all for the Max Roshkoff rated R superstar comeback story. You've never seen a comeback like this, never. So let's get it done. And we will be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm giving you nothing on this card other than that Pico inside the distance, but this does not count on the card. <laughs> next week will be some boxing, too, so we can preview that you a little Pitbull bit. think Pitbull beats Borks, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. I think it'll be a close fight, always. but... Uh, well, I, 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 I always say that about championship fights. I'm like, ooh, that's... Adam Borch fights are also tough to predict. He's 18-1. and one. Uh, I remember when he fought Aaron Pico and beat the uh, actually did he fight Aaron Pico? Yeah, he beat the brakes off with that flying knee, uh, and he lost. He got choked out by Darian Cal- Caldwell quick um, after, and then Caldwell loses to Barzola. So you're kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, Bellator fighter seems like you never know what you're getting with them. Yeah, yeah, and so. the odds are plus one eighteen, one fifteen, one twenty. So yeah, it's li- lined closely. Pretty close. You know? uh, maybe the 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 facade of Pitbull has been kind of knocked down a little bit, but. It would be fitting if he beat, redeemed himself, beat Pitt McKee, and then loses to Borich. Like, but we'll see. We'll see. Should be fun. Comes on after the UFC ends, I believe. So, so yeah, maybe Let's... have some fun. Maybe bet Aaron McKee. Shout yeah. out to Aaron McKee. And <laughs> <laughs> right, I gotta get out of here. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm messing around too much. But shout messing out, around. yeah. Listen, McKee minus two fifty. Not gonna happen. You know, well, not not that it's not gonna happen, but I'm not betting that. Uh, Carlisle yep. is gonna he's gonna get folded or he's probably gonna get subbed at some point plus 120 it's not a bad bet I probably that's probably something I would bet plus 120 but the Alpha Ginger does just enough to stay in some of these fights where he I mean he's ga- I've seen him gas out in three minutes and then last the rest of the 12 so and he's cooked yeah, he's, well, cooked. he's absolutely cooked he just <laughs> lost so much weight today and still came up short he's a big big 155er but Blame the scales. Uh, yeah, blame the scales. It's always someone else's fault. But believe in did Jesus you see... while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the Shakur Stevenson fight? Uh, not, I t- not really. He uh, he did what he had. To do. He did miss weight, 
He did miss weight. That's kind of that kind of gave me the but... reason to not watch it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good. He should just move up to 135 anyway. Where you know Tank Devin Haney, those are those are where the fights are, man. That's where the the matchups are. Uh, he pretty much dominated Conceição. Uh, also, the the prospects on the card did look really good. Keyshawn Davis, that's a that's a name to remember. The businessman. He's 23, fighting out of Norfolk, Virginia. Probably one of the best prospects at you know around, and he's fighting out 140. Uh, with the potential of obviously moving up, he's only five. I think he's like five nine. So you see him at welterweight. I mean, the welterweight division is fucking insane. It's absolutely loaded. Uh, another t- another prospect at one forty seven on that card, Jahi Tucker. He's only nineteen, so uh, probably won't be hearing from him for a while. But I mean, yeah, of course, Stevenson's going to keep moving up as he gets older. Um, we'll see if we can get Spence Crawford uh, at some point. I mean, well, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, some good prospects were on that card, so. Shout out to those young fellows. And what's come some boxing? I mean, I saw as soon as I talked shit about the Terrence Crawford Errol Spence fight, they made it. They made it official. So that will be happening. We'll see. We'll and, see. Yeah, yeah. I know you uh, have taught me to not really be a, a huge believer in some of these fights that get made. They're just gonna. I mean, boxing is just so funny. You know, Tyson Fury one day calls out Joshua. The next day, he says, "Hey, you have uh, 24 hours to sign this contract." And he's all fucked up, <laughs> all coked out, dude. Uh, there was an. I don't know if you saw the interview. It was that some fight? Yes. I, don't know, I think it was. Yes. Was it the Joe Joyce Daniel Park? Dude, he was all fucked up on cocaine. Oh my god! It's like if you go downtown in the Pete's. If you go downtown St. Pete on a weekend, just go to any bar and look around at anybody that looks like they're 21 and just look, stare at their jaw, and you, you'll, you'll know what I mean. They look like Same he's fighting for his here. life on that thing, man. Oh, my God. He's like, hey, we got to cut this short. Um, yeah, and he calls out this bugging, guy. Like, that was, that was wild. Call, calls out Manuel Char. People probably don't know who that is. That is just some, like, has-been fighter at heavyweight who fought, like, five, seven years ago and sucked then. So he's, what's he going to do now? Uh, so who knows? Who knows in boxing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he could be fighting the guy he was in the interview with by the time <laughs> that thing goes down. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, retired. Who knows what's going on with him? He's probably. I hope he's not back on the sauce again. That doesn't sound like a yeah, you know, a good thing. But uh, yeah. So we'll we'll get to. I mean, we, like you said, we don't have much boxing going on. And much this is a slow, slow part of the season. But hey, you can always go apple picking, pumpkin picking. <laughs> Uh, it's you, October. It's spooky season. Spooky season. Uh, if you have a lady out there, you can always take her out. Which I uh, do not. Good, yeah, good luck with all that if you do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So this has been the Hot Take Hotbox Roller Strikes MMA podcast. Ty? Try saying that five times quick. Yeah. I think you could. I, I probably could. would mess up at some point. We right. should get back, back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> we should get back at this again. Talk some birds. We have a... Oh, we're flying high. We're flying high, three and zero. We'll see who Hopefully shoots us out of the sky soon. We're gonna go undefeated. Trevor Lawrence Trevor, coming in Trevor the link Lawrence. with a W. Doug P. Yeah, it should Doug. be good. But we will be back. Uh, we'll have a show probably early on in the week next week. So yeah. thank you all for joining us. Yes, yeah, sir. Go birds.